Batman Universe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Batman Universe podcast. This is episode 147. Uh, if you're keeping track, this is our 51st episode. We forgot to celebrate last week. I know, I know. But that's okay. Well, you didn't bring me a present or anything. Uh, yeah, I did. You, you know, just threw You don't in the bring garbage. me flowers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's about. Oh, okay, let's. let's Everyone not get listening won't even get that reference. Yeah, that's like, like an old reference. Yeah, that's a good one, though. But it's a good one. It's. Uh, I, re- I recommend looking it up. God, what? Now I can't remember what the heck it is. Oh, you don't know it? No, no. Uh, I know it, but I don't know it. It's a song. Me you don't help bring you. me flowers. You don't bring me flowers. Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. It's oh, a song. okay. It's a song. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't get it. It's an old. I didn't get it at. Yeah, see, but you're see, younger not, than me, but but not by much. Yeah, so and that is definitely a my parents' song. You know, like yeah, and honestly, they've been divorced for thirty years, so it is their song, really. But mm. legitimately, you Whoa. know, like at their divorce anniversary, they should dance to that. They or, should or not dance to it. There should just be divorce anniversaries <laughs> and parties. You know, when, they, when, we, when we have when we have the anniversary of their divorce. Yeah, that's the song I'm going to play yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, we'll get into Neil Diamond later, but because um, he's been cast <laughs> yeah, in the Lego Batman huge movie, huge Lego Batman movie he's, news with Neil yeah, Diamond. He's going to be Carrie Kelly, but uh, <laughs> and I can't wait. Uh, but <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up? Let's talk some Batman, Batman stuff. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jamie Magoo, and with me is Andy DiGenova, the man, the myth, the legend. Hello. He wears a cape every day. I do because he's a hero. I do. So that's that's a little insider, a little insider knowledge. And he flips up his freaking hoodie, and it has bat ears. This is why it's a way of life, Jamie. This is why we're friends. It's a way Andy. of life. This is right here. Like if you had if you had done something horrible to me this week, you could have just flipped up that hoodie, and I would have been like, you know forgiven, what, Andy. I all it's all wonder under the bridge, man. Water under the bridge, I think, is what they say. Not wonder, but you know, come see, come see. <laughs> Let's talk a little BVS, Andy. I would love to. Thank you. Producer Charles Roven has he's, been talking. He's the new Michael Shannon. He's out there talking everywhere yeah. to anyone who will listen. There, I bet we could get him on this show. Like, he's just following around Michael Shannon, and then the second somebody puts a microphone to Michael Shannon, he's like, uh, yeah, let me, let me take care of that for you, Michael. Let me get in here, Mike. And he's Go like, put on your flippers. He's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so he did an interview with Collider. Yeah. So yeah, he's he. Did, I think he was in the he was in the Total Film article. He was in the uh, Empire article. I just Charles Roven's talking a lot, which is great for it's us. Awesome. It gives us something to talk about. So he's saying good stuff on Collider. Here's uh, some of the stuff he had to say. He was talking about the DC Brain Trust. He said, "I think also very much involved in that Brain Trust is John Berg, who is the executive vice president at Warner Brothers. I would say the Snyders, myself, John Berg, and Jeff Johns would be sort of the Brain Trust. I'm working with great people. They're all really great people. And not that we don't. There are many times we agree, and there's many times we don't agree, and we work it out. I think there was a question like mixed in there where he said something about how do you guys like." All meld minds. Or, or he was kind of getting ahead of himself about like, not that we, you know, not that we don't agree, but we right. usually agree. Right, you know, right, That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, and, and we've kind of heard this. We heard this in the Empire article before, just further uh, cementing who that DC brain trust is. Absolutely. And it's nice that it's a, I think it's cool that it's a pretty small group. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many they cooks. They got a spot for too us. Too many cooks. Yeah, well, we're the, we're like second string. That's right. You know? They were so, nice enough to leave us out of this to, to 
keep our anonymity. Anonymity. In two hours, I'll be able to throw that out there, but not yet. It's I'm morning. sorry. It's okay, man. We do this early in the morning, for those of you listening. We do. I'm sure you've picked up on that. but Andy, it's not about the fame for us. We it's do not. this for, the for the love. absolute love of this. It's so for love. It's and okay. I, I don't, I'm not a morning person, but for Batman, I am. That's right. And for Charles Roven, hey, buddy, you get out there and you talk. We'll be second string input, you know, nameless. Right. It's not about whose name is on that, under that BVS. As long as we get, like, some sweet, sweet swag at the end of this deal. That's right. I just want to T-shirt or a hat. Just oh 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 or Batmobile don't yeah, go, yeah. Hey, sorry don't lowball us buddy we sorry they got some money just one Batmobile <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah one Batmobile uh, so what else you want to take us to what he says about having a cohesive vision sure I I'll do my best uh, I'll give Charles Robin we we don't know what he sounds like do we I I listen to the interview the yeah I watched the I watched the interview I'm not, to do an impression of this guy he's an everyman so I'll just Perfect. do that good. The other thing that I really love about what we're doing is also we're bringing in really talented other filmmakers and having them come in and create. I call it the sandbox. Very innovative, if I may. Uh, <laughs> I know. I like that he says that as if, oh, whoa. <laughs> we call it the sandbox. Oh, my. I've never heard anything like it. <laughs> like, I wish he would have been just said something really call weird. It, we call it the litter box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You knew already where I was going. And everyone's like, isn't that kind of like negative connotation? <laughs> like. Not for us. Not us. We're different. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Selena Kyle is laying logs oh, of greatness in our litter last box. Sweet logs. <laughs> Gross. Uh, and he says we've got movies that we've announced. Wait, wait, wait. We've got the sandbox Sorry, of the Justice one. League DC characters. Yeah. The reading is hard. Uh, and, and fundamental. And, yes, it is. And we are hoping to create the series of movies that we've announced are somewhere, somewhat interlinked. I told you reading's hard. The characters move in a thorough line, through line, crap, that hopefully will take us all the way to Justice League 2. But they also can interact in the other films as well in some way. Oh. So. If only there was an example to, to let us know what he meant. I don't think there is one, but should I read on? So, or do you want so to read if, on? You yes. read on. Yeah. So if, for example... The Flash movie or the Aquaman movie is going to come out after Justice League 1. It's not going to be a completely different character. That character will have evolved from Justice League 1. How fortuitous was that right there? I know. He had an example. Exactly. Wonder Woman, when we see her in Justice League 1, will have evolved from Batman v Superman. Unless we decide that in one of these stories we're going to do something that happened in the past and have it be more of an origin story, in which case you'll realize how that character became what they were in the movie that they were first introduced. So that's really challenging and interesting, and you lay out a roadmap, but then you bring in somebody else and they kind of go, well, you're going to San Francisco by Route 5, what if you took the 101? It's like the Californians. And you go, well, that's interesting, maybe we should go Route 101. What if we did? And so that changes the whole thing, and all of a sudden you realize you can actually get to where you need to get to by a whole different methodology than what you originally planned. Or you might decide to blend the routes. And by doing that, it's very fresh. You've got very fresh ideas, very interesting ideas. It's just a really, it's just really a lot of fun if you've got a really great collaborative minds working together to try and make things better, more interesting, more fun, and more provocative. I love it because it's it sort of just goes back to and he had referenced Man of Steel 
um, mm-hmm. in this interview as well. He talked a little about Nolan and how his universe was grounded, and Man of Steel was like a really good example of how they're going to do this kind of storytelling. Yeah, and how they're you know an example of a grounded universe, but with this mysticism, obviously, yeah, with very fantastical elements. Yeah, and that's exactly what Man of Steel does. It's like exactly, yeah, it goes back and forth. Pretty much the whole movie where it says, here's this guy, here's him doing something, and then they're like, well, why did he do that? Oh, just so you know, here's this flashback. Here's yeah. why he did that. Back to normal. T- you know, And they constantly do that. So you understand kind of the point or the who, what made these guys who they are. And right. they're just going to continue on, like he said, you know, and with Wonder Woman and all these other characters that way. So mm-hmm. it's nice. It's nice that they're like, well, we're going to do all our homework and everything's going to make sense as much as we can make it. So well, and, like, and this, again, kind of supports what you talked about earlier about, and this was, again, a few, few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, whenever that whenever the original Empire article come, came out. I think it talked, was 99, 1998. Yes, yeah, that is when it was. Yeah. That was. They were on the forefront. That's they right. Knew. They were like, but that's, a Batman v Superman movie is coming. That's right. It was the summer of Tarzan. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Um, but so he talked about how, like, you know, yes, they have a plan. Yes, they've got their sandbox. But he also talked about how David Ayer came in and was like, well, what about this? What about this? Yeah. And they were like, well, that's not the plan. But okay. Could it be the let's plan? Do that. Yeah. Let's do that. So, you know, there, there's been talk in the past about how this is more of a filmmaker-driven approach. He is He's saying that, yes, we've got a plan. We've got these guidelines. But also he leaves a lot of room for filmmakers to come in, put their own stamp on things, take their own route. Mm-hmm. I imagine – and this you know, not to open the can of worms. I imagine that what they had planned for the Joker is not what David Ayer had planned for the Joker. Oh. And, uh, they, yeah. gave, and they gave David Ayer more leeway to do his Joker. Yeah, they probably were going – I mean, I 100% agree because it feels like everything else we've seen has been so on point with a cinematic draw from the comics. Right. And then you have the Joker who has everything but that. I mean, kind of. There's some versions of Joker right, that right. he does look like that, the right. more recent iterations. However, it, you know, it is not the quintessential – version of that Joker. Right. My guess is they were kind of going more for that. And then Ayer was like, eh, wait, wait. I want to do this. Yeah. What about this? And if you have a guy with a, with great vision and unique vision, which is what you, you want, you, unique and a powerful character, they usually go hand in hand, you know? Mm-hmm. So they probably were like, well, this is it. We want this, like, stamp on this character that, to, you know, this really new take. Mm-hmm. Why can't we – why can't this be the new take? Right. It's risky, but, you know, David Ayer, okay. You don't, yeah, you don't hire David Ayer unless you want something risky. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't go, hey, Ayer, come over here, fall in line. You want something safe? You hire yeah. Peyton Reed. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> – so, <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 great. It's awesome that we get this blending of of all of this stuff. But, you know, again, in a very thoughtful manner. Yeah. Uh, and then you finally said kind of – Yeah, it was sort dangling, of dangling a little carrot. He did. And it is something that I uh, – you know, I we've assumed, I think, for a while now is that we assumed that we would get another trailer before the end of the year. Yeah, I think I, I, I think we kind of. I didn't think that Warner Brothers would let the holiday movie season go by without having a trailer in theaters. That's brand new. Mm-hmm. But he says here when they asked about a new trailer, he said honestly, you're going to be something. You're going to be seeing something very soon. 
I don't know how you define soon, but certainly before the end of the year. How's that? Yeah. Uh, and when he says, and, and I'm glad he clarified because when you say very soon, I think, oh, tomorrow. Yeah, We're going to exactly. get it tomorrow. Yeah, We're exactly. gonna, oh, my God, tomorrow. Tonight? Yeah. How's, how's an hour? Tonight, tonight. Hot damn, it's coming tonight. So. I hope someone got that. Uh, I didn't get it. Oh, I'm just, maybe I'm just off today. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's you. I think with it's this, just sometimes. With, it, with this help, maybe it's a bowling alley. How are they going to send a bowling alley here tonight? Well, they could send the deed. Okay, never mind. Uh, uh, a Christmas story. A Christmas oh, story. Oh, oh, jeez. That's an epic fail. Tonight, tonight, it's coming tonight. Anyway. I forgot. Sorry. That's that my bad. Part. I've, how just, many times I've watched over here. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting movies that people should know, like me. No, that's I take. I'm taking blame. So, but anyway, I, I assume that we would be getting it sometime in December. Uh, again, I think to capitalize off of Star Wars. That's what he mentioned. They were the the guy was interviewing him was kind of like, well, what movie could it be? You know, and he kind of mentioned some of the the bigger Warner Brothers movies that, he, and he was kind of like. Well, Marvel is clearly going to do you know their Civil War deal in yeah. front of. Star Wars, and he was like, "Well, there's this movie is huge. Like, it doesn't mean that like Marvel is going to own right the, the trailers in front of these well, movies, and we aren't going to either, right. you know." And, and there's already rumor that there's like that there'll be a Civil War trailer, there will be an X Men Apocalypse trailer, yeah, and now a Batman v Super Red trailer. So it's like. We, we could presumably be watching all three of those trailers before Star Wars because it's freaking Star Wars. Everybody, you know, wants to piggyback on the fact that every human being on the planet is going to see that movie. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah. So it's like if you can get your trailer in front of that many eyes in time for Christmas, great. Why would you not? Yeah. 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 Who can, You know, it's it's funny to think that like a certain film like defines, you know, what a tra- – it's like it's about getting people to see it, you know, right. which – People are going to see this film, like you said. So, super pumped so to see pumped. more, man. So pumped. It's going to be awesome. There were all these weird rumors. I don't even know if you paid attention about, like, they're going to show a trailer during Supergirl. And, like, they, they, they never really took hold, but I saw them kind of floating out there. Um, all nonsense. You know, just people yeah. really, really want it. And we were talking about this yesterday because we were reminiscing about Comic-Con. Ah, Comic-Con. Uh, but we were talking about it, and, and when Charles Rovin's like, oh, you're going to get a new trailer very soon, my knee-jerk reaction was, we just had one. Right. And I was like, no, wait, that's the second week of July. It's I the know. second week of November. That's Never what's, mind. That's what's don't, beautiful. Don't listen to me. I, I remember when we were talking about BVS when it was two years away. Two years oh, away. Oh, yeah. That's yes. when we first heard about it. On my the, time hop yesterday... Did you do you have time hop? Do you know uh, no, but I know what it is. Yeah. So on my time hop yesterday, it was like two years ago, and it sh- I, I had posted that I had bought Man of Steel, and I put the prequel, the Batman v Superman, is out, um, and I was, and that was two years ago. So that is cr- it's bonkers. Like we, we were having a really hard time a while ago, like kind of yeah. dealing with we're the so fact close. that it was so far away, and it's going to be here so quickly. But it's gotten. It's like we got Star Wars, we got Christmas. I got a wedding, we got Deadpool, and then Batman v Superman. Well, I love that they they are very good. To, well, A, we live in a time where there's lots of distractions, you know, comic book-wise and, and, and other fantastic movies. I watch movies four and, superheroes every week on TV. Yeah, it's like, there's we're not, this isn't the one thing that yeah. we have. It's Jessica Jones comes out next week. Yeah. Oh, God, that's next week? Yeah. That's I know awesome. it's not DC, sorry, but it's coming out next we week. We love both. We've said, we've said, we don't, we don't take sides here. I do, but... 
I don't. I still have room in my heart for the other. <laughs> I don't take sides. I, li- I like it all. I like it all. There's I pick and choose things I don't like from both. That's right. And I do like from I, both, but I don't take sides. I don't have a Hawkeye tattoo, okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so moving moving past uh, Charles Rovin. Uh, and onto some more serious business. Onto something real serious. Uh, now, alleged. well, I don't want to jump ahead. So let's talk about these first. There is some... There have been some images released of some Hot Wheels cars that are tied into Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah. And a lot of the promo art we have seen up until now Mm -hmm. is on the packaging for these new Hot Wheels cars. Mm -hmm. So there's cars and vans and trucks all with Batman v Superman logos and styling and paint jobs and whatever. It's basically Um, how Hot Wheels do. Yeah. yeah. It's that. Um, But it it is all the promo art. Now, I assume it's official. I think, yeah. I assume. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone debunk it, but at the same no. time, this is how jaded I've become in my old age on the internet, is I'm like, well, you could have pulled that promo art and yeah. mocked these up, and you know, but it seems like they're official. The thing that helps me, I think, is looking at the cars, they look legitimate. The the one that's the uh, the Batman and Superman uh, mm-hmm. car, was it looks very much like the one that we saw at Comic-Con, the full-size, oh, yeah. actualized car. Right. So... It would be a lot of trouble to do this and, I think, to make these cars. So I guess there's the idea that maybe these cars exist and the Promar is different. But the the only thing, I guess, that makes me also skeptical was one of the pictures that I left out. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you oh, saw it. Yeah, the one that had the graffiti. And yeah. I think that's exactly – that's what made – put doubt in my mind. Yeah, because it had the one that was like the heroic Hollywood – one where it was like you know crossed right. out vigilante or whatever it was, and then wrote hero and yeah, yeah, and it had a car and it looked it looked like it was lined up with these, and I was like, oh, because that one was just as well done, looked yeah. as real as these other ones. So yeah, hard we'll to see. say, but yeah, either we'll way, see. it's cool that like I'll buy these just because they have oh, yeah. freaking Batman v Superman on it. Well, even this one, I couldn't remember if we had seen. There's one of Wonder Woman standing sort of three quarter with her hair. Flowing. Yeah, I'm not sure we've seen that promo. I don't think so. I it's love tough because it. we've seen so much come I know, by, but I, know. I don't think so either. Yeah. The other thing I was going to mention because of Hot Wheels cars is apparently the first piece of Batman v Superman merchandise has dropped, and there the Hot Wheels new Batmobile is supposedly out there. Really? Supposedly. Someone posted it on my Facebook wall being like, it's being released any day now. Keep an eye out. I haven't seen it. So mm. something to keep an eye out whenever you go to Target or Toys R Us. I always see them at Ralph's, actually. Oh, really? Like, yeah, there's this area at Ralph's that's just a wall of Hot Wheels cars. And I'm oh, like, this is so that's, weird they have that's this That's random, but cool. But it's awesome because I always see I think I need to go to Target wheels. today anyway. Yeah. So I might, I might swing by the toy aisle. Let me know what you find. Keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Because, yeah, and... I don't. I'm not a Hot Wheels guy. Never have been. Not, yeah, but I'll buy these. But I'm a Batmobile guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then something else I wanted to insert real quick because I don't see it on the list uh, is do. Suicide Squad. Yesterday, the news came out that Suicide Squad will indeed be PG-13. Oh yeah, I did see that. Uh, and again, that was Charles Roven. Mm-hmm. Good old Charles Roven. I love this. He was guy. out there and he was talking about how yes, it's going to be PG-13. They're, they're of course going to push it as much as is reasonable, but. It will be PG-13, and all of them will, which honestly is not a surprise. People people who had been fooling themselves into thinking it was going to be R, that's just silly. These movies are made for the PG-13 crowd. 
R is leaving so much money on the table. And yeah. so, of course, it was going to be. And, and you could do a lot. I, I have watched so many movies that I found out were PG-13 afterwards, and I was like, that wasn't R? Yeah. I mean, it's a different day and age we the, live in. The example I use often is Taken. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Holy crap, that's a violent movie. PG-13. Uh, yeah. The Dark Knight is PG-13. Right. And... There are some scenes in The Dark Knight that are absolute nightmare fuel. Yeah. You know? Like the scene yeah. the scene of the imposter Batman tied to the chair, mm-hmm. to this day, yeah. creeps me the hell out. Like, so, and I'm I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. So, Even like. the corpse hitting the, you know, oh, with God, the commissioner, yeah, yeah. you know. Like, same same dude, guy. Yeah, same guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he had a bad day. That guy's not. Brian. Poor Brian. Oh, gosh. Poor Brian. And not Brian Crosby. Different <laughs> no, Brian. no, no. Different Brian. But um, oh, thank goodness, not that Brian. But uh, fun, fun fact: that character was named after Brian Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like they they caught Brian Crosby on set dressed as Batman, and they just escorted him off. But they were like, "Hey, what if we? Yeah. what if we do that in the movie?" Yeah, they saw Brian crying in a bat suit as he does usually. As he usually. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. That was as cool. he does. That was mean, but but so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, if you look at how intense the Dark Knight was, yeah. because for me, again, the first time I saw the Dark Knight. It played like a horror movie. Yeah. I was so it's very like, on the edge of my seat. Yeah. And like, that's part of what makes it so old. great. Yeah. But if you can get away with that, I have no fear that they can do pretty much whatever they want. I mean, just less F-bombs. Who cares? Honestly, yeah. And, and honestly, <sighs> gratuitous violence and things like that. You know, there are only certain things that I think, like, a lot of times a movie, if it's not straight up just supposed to be really violent or really crass Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's it's like sometimes these movies where there's gangbangers and stuff and they say the F word every two minutes right I'm like straight out of Compton yeah I'm like but that's how they talk so (laughs) uh, you know like is it necessary no but it would be kind of weird if they didn't talk that way so usually that's when I'm like okay yeah make it R because then it's going to be distracting to me if they don't talk that way it's not going to feel as legitimate yeah in this scenario you look at a Suicide Squad comic book the rating for a Suicide Squad comic book of any sort is going to be PG-13. Right. I, I don't think yeah. there's any instance where I've read one any of those comics and was like, this is very rated R. No. no. It's always within that realm. So why push it? You yeah. Know? Makes makes total sense. I have no issue with that whatsoever. It, in fact, I'm, I'm glad. Like, yeah, yeah. I would, I, would, I would have been more concerned to hear that it was going to be R-rated than I am to hear it's PG-13. Because yeah. Then I think if you were to go R-rated, I think then you're just doing it for shock value, not because it's necessary. Yeah, like this isn't a Tarantino film. You right. know, he he has a, a way of making things and doing things, and you know, this is this is a different this is a different thing. Yeah, like even Deadpool, like Deadpool, I totally feel could be PG-13. I've read right, those yeah, comics a yeah. bunch of times, and I'm like, yes, there's language and jokes and things that are. Super adult, and it lends itself more to R. But even then, I'm like, I the 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 demand for the R is a weird thing. To yeah, me. it is weird. I, like, I, I feel like, I feel like you like, it comes from a very specific age group of like boys in their late teens yeah. who are like, no, it's more adult now. It's more badass to be R. Yeah. And then you kind of grow out of that, and you're like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't. Yeah, and, because like that's. 
you know, for some reason, there's this weird like, no, if it's going to be legit, yeah, it's got to be. If R. it's PG thirteen, it's just some kiddie film, you know, like Not it's really. just for children. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, um, no, if you look at the history of films, it's really not that yeah. way. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. To, I no, no, wanted, no. I wanted to bring it up just because it came up yesterday. I didn't have any Suicide Squad news after last week, so. And we can always talk said. a little Suicide Squad. It seems like we just should. We should just stop. Even if I hadn't, I, if you would have stopped and said, Jamie, let's let's just chat about Suicide Squad for a little bit. We could. Let's put on a pot of coffee and just chit-chat a little Suicide right. Squad. I'd be like, have no you problem know with that. You're right. I was wrong for not putting anything in here about that or even having a little segment. And it's exciting because Suicide Squad is coming out in August, which is the second film in the DCEU. But they're about to get started on the third film. Segway City, baby. I love it. Wonder Woman is the reason that we have less Suicide Squad news, I think, this week. Maybe not the reason, but that's sort of taken its place. Uh, So that is exactly what Andy was alluding to. Is uh, Wonder Woman in, in, case fact, you in case you didn't get that? Like, let me spell it out for you. Um, you might be as dumb as I am, so who knows? Uh, Wonder Woman production has potentially begun. Uh, so this story came from uh, Batman News uh, at 2 a.m. this morning. That was November 10th, so a little bit waves back. Uh, Jeff Johns, cr- chief creative officer at DC Comics and DCU movie producer, sent an interesting tweet to Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Thanks to social media, we know that Gal Gadot set photographer Clay Anos and Johns have himself have all arrived in England over the last few days. Uh, Jeff Johns posted this image below on Twitter with the caption, Apparently, I am in Ricksmansworth, England, and it's very nice. I don't know why I said you can see the image below, because you can't. But if you look, it's this huge manor yeah. of sorts. It, yeah, it's a very classic uh, estate that looks very European. Yes, it's it's like a, a giant, it's like a Biltmore or something. Maybe not quite as big, but, you know. I don't know. Maybe it could be as big. But it's it's a very nice place. So um, <clears throat> basically everyone was just thinking that this is about kind that of when they were start. starting. Because well, what, what's not in here is that the tweet that Jeff John sent to Patty Jenkins is today is the day. Oh, really? Yes. That How was the tweet. I think that it's not actually – it's it's not in here for whatever reason. Uh, and so <laughs> everybody was like, oh – What's yeah. today? Yeah. So we know that they're out there. We know that Wonder Woman's about to start filming any day now. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe it was the first day of photography. Who yeah, knows? Sure. Um, no announcement came right. that day, so we're still waiting to hear. But it meant it's it was a, a good big, guess that something's happening. Something's with this going movie. on there. Yeah. Something is. You know, whether they're out there doing location scouting, right? Who knows? Pre-production, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Who knows? But uh, Wonder Woman is about mm-hmm. to go before the cameras at any point. Yeah, man. So that's getting rolling. And then also, uh, following up with that, uh, Gal Gadot, I believe... Yeah, I didn't even write it here. She she, she, Instagrammed, she, she Instagrammed a picture of her working out, pumping some iron. Mm-hmm. The cool, you know, uh, nice old, like, sepia tone style yeah, filter yeah. Uh, with her, you know... Pumping the guns, man. That's Just right. Getting the guns working. Go, go. Yeah. She's looking awesome. And, uh, yeah, so basically it just said morning workout, the best way to start my day. And uh, it's, it's Wonder Woman working out. So All what right. more do you need? Well done. What more do you need? Can't wait. 
Moving on to the Lego Batman movie, which we have been getting quite a bit of news as that gets closer to release. Yes. This one. Yes. Is really uh, fun. So it was widely reported that Mariah Carey has been cast as a voice in the Lego Batman movie. Hashtag confirmed. Mariah Carey. Hashtag confirmed. Mariah Carey. And... It was initially reported that she was cast as Commissioner Gordon, which sent some shockwaves through the nerd interwebs. Oh, boy. Uh, and people were like, what? They weren't having it. And I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, that's so silly. It's the Lego Batman movie. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and right. then, then hours later, it was then corrected that she will not be playing Commissioner Gordon. She will be playing the mayor of Gotham. Yeah. Which makes more sense. Yeah. Because the mayor could be male or female. It doesn't right. matter. Well, I – we kind of discussed this actually before the show, which we should have just discussed on the show. Uh, but yeah, Jamie. I know. I'm an idiot. Uh, but I know that once you get started on Mariah Carey, you just can't I stop. Can, yeah, so I have to get a little bit out in the beginning, you know, beforehand or She's else. She's got you feeling emotion. At least I have that. I got that reference. That's sad. I didn't get a Christmas story reference. I got a Mariah Carey. It's true. My love for Mariah Carey knows no bounds. Right. It even We all have our thing. <laughs> I got Neil Diamond. You got Mariah Carey. Oh, that's a little, that's quite embarrassing. I love a Christmas story too. Um, Papa says. Uh, so <laughs> the the thing is, sometimes like Leilani has this creepy guy voice that she'll do sometimes to weird me out, uh-huh. and I hate it. But I'm like, maybe she has that. Like, maybe if she had that, like some weird like, and then you just hear that, and that's her voiceover. Whatever. If I'm watching it, like, yeah, knowing that's Mariah Carey, a little weird. Right. But if you showed somebody and they're watching it and they're like, what's the big deal? And it sounds like a different take on Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. What's the problem? I, don't, I wouldn't have any problem with it. I think, I, like I said, I, it made me laugh. Because yeah. these, this movie's going to be so goofy. Yeah, exactly. That, like, sure. Why not? Do, do you know, go crazy. That's I don't great. care. Yeah. You know, that's fine. So I wasn't, I was okay with it regardless just because I thought it sounded funny. Yeah. But I mean, now again, it, it, it sounds a little, like it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it is probably a, a female character that she's, yes. she's playing. I, she, she, I hope she brings some of that glitter magic oh, to Lego yeah. Batman. Yeah, man. Well, I just, it's like the type of person that gets mad at this. It seems like the person that would, like, in the Lego movie when Batman misses all those times, like, yeah, hitting yeah. the button, and then he's like, first try. <laughs> like, they would get me, they'd be like, he wouldn't miss all Batman those times. Batman would never miss. And then he wouldn't, like, try and lie about it. He's not that way. It's like, guys, it's all right. It's okay. It's, it's all in fun. It's Lego Batman. It's yeah. just remember that. It's good. Uh, so, yeah, excited to see what that is. I'm 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 hoping it's a guy. That, that I, I, she's I know. Cast like, now. like imagine if they it, it was. Let's just say she was playing Commissioner Gordon, but they decided for some reason Commissioner Gordon sounded like a woman. You know, yeah. and, and he still had the big mustache and the glasses, and 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 he comes up and he's like, "Hey, Bullock," you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny. you're like you're like oh my god, could be God. really funny. This is a little bit of a stretch, and he has a, he has a lovely singing voice. It's like Doctor Man from uh, the Venture Brothers. That's right. He he sings to Batman that all he needs for Christmas is him. <laughs> That's such a great classic. Can it I just is. say it is? It's one of those. I don't ones. even like. I don't even like Mariah Carey, but I like that song. Yeah, I'm not a, particularly a fan, but that's one of those ones that made it to the books. I tell you, I, I tell you what, I like Nick Cannon. I do, and every time I see Nick Cannon, I'm just like, you poor man. It's got to be a nightmare being married to her. 
Yeah, she's had <laughs> she some... seems she just seems like she would be a huge pain in the ass. She se- well, and he seems so nice. I think I'm just she's... like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. She seems nice, but I think she's had, she's had some bouts of crazy oh, that yeah. we've seen come oh, out yeah. a good number of times. Uh, but hey, she's got. To the be pipes. fair, we all have. We've all had our bouts of crazy. We just nobody notices only once ours. a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And ours are projected all for over you. The media. It's just called you know. Every morning. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Every day and then quelling the, the craziness. What's a Neil Diamond Christmas song? Is there one? Oh, yeah. He does a great Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I got to get into that. I'll send it to you. The season I is... Lo- I love... Neil Diamond has at least two Christmas albums. They're very good. I'm a, I am a fan. I really am. I know. Legit. I can tell. I can tell. Um, another reason me and my fiance are getting married. We both love Neil Diamond. <laughs> True story. True story. Do you love the movie? What is the movie? The Jazz Singer. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, um, Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman. Yeah, yeah. I only like it because of him. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, but anyway, I love that Neil Diamond has multiple Christmas albums. This totally has to do with Batman, by the way, because yeah, at yeah. one point Neil Diamond was being considered to play Superman before Christopher Reeve. That's right. Fun fact. Uh, is that true? That's true. Dude, you brought it in. That's right. I love it. That's right. You brought Neil it back Diamond. In. I was going to be like, screw it. Wait. Was on the short list to play Superman before Christopher Reeve was cast. Can you imagine? Get Weird. the hell out of here. Weird. Um, <laughs> my point was this: Neil Diamond has multiple Christmas albums. Jewish. That's my point. Oh yeah, that's right. Totally Jewish. Totally Jewish. Whatever, man. Good for him. He's man. like, I'm going to get He's out like, here and sing. Whatever. Who cares? I think everybody we'll could take a all. lesson from Neil Diamond. I agree. You know what? Believe, this, what? believe what you believe, but celebrate all. Word up. In all this cup craze and that and has madness, been one to grow yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. We're going to end it here. You know what? I know that's not Good how night, we normally everybody. do. That's what, this is your lesson learned for the week. You know, you've got all your Batman stuff in order. You need a little life lifetime uh, lesson. Not really. All right, so we'll, we'll I guess we'll move on into uh, <laughs> as fun as this, more Batman. As fun news. as the Neil Diamond uh, Universe podcast yeah. has been, let's move on to boring a old of, Batman. A little again. bit of Batman animation, and I got to tell you, I'm psyched about this one. This cover. I'm when very I saw excited. this yesterday, I was like, "This is bitching." I will admit that I have not been watching these. Like, well, I've, it's keep, hard to keep up. There's I, one every four or five months. Well, and I don't, I don't ever buy. And, like, DVDs or Blu-rays anymore. Like, almost ever. Like, it's weird. I'll see a movie, and unless it's something I really want to see the special features, yeah. I'll red box it or, you know, like, so in, this in is this one of those of ones like, I haven't... In this day of, like, streaming and stuff, you you don't need to buy as much. I've gotten really lazy about it. And that doesn't excuse me, because I could, you know, but easily like, do I these. I buy all the Batman I know. I know. I know you do. And I'm... Really proud of you, and I'm ashamed of myself. But no, I, I know I know that a lot of fans have kind of fallen off of these animated features, not because they're bad, just because you know, like they just got it's kind of another thing, and it's and it, yeah. Yeah, and it's one other thing. And again, there's a new one every few months. You're watching the animated stuff. I'm playing Arkham Knight over here. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I don't. We're keeping up. You know, we're, we're all doing. We're I'm all not going to pee it. in your Cheerios for not seeing Thanks, for buddy. not for not keeping up on these. But I'm excited about this one. It does. Batman look Bad Blood. Mm-hmm. We've got a release date. We've got box art. So very cool stuff. Do you want to want to share that with us? Sure. I'll just go into the press release. Um, which basically kind of details a little bit about what's happening in Batman Bad Blood. And it says, when Batman goes missing, it will take the entire Bat family. And That's right, quotes, the entire, entire Bat, bat Every sing, Every family, single Bat family Every is single in there. one. All of, all of the, family, the Bats in the families. The quintessential Bat family yes, in this movie. <laughs> I love that they put family in quotations. Like, 
like not bat family in quotations, but just family in quotations. Like you can't call it family, like firmly. You're like, well, you, uh, we're a little loose on it. Including new additions, Batwoman and Batwing, they clarified, because that's not part of the family. They're, uh, they're newer members. They're newer members. Of the family. They're on the, they're on the edge. They're like foster children. They're just trying them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, we don't know. Like, Can we get a couple nights, and then uh, you go back? We're just going to have we'll a sleepover. Yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See how you react to these movies we like. Um, to keep the peace in Gotham City and unravel the mystery behind the Dark Knight's disappearance in Batman Bad Blood. Produced by Warner Brothers Animation DC Entertainment, the all-new DC Universe original movie will be available from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment on February 2nd, 2016. Blu-ray Deluxe Edition, Blu-ray Combo Pack, and DVD. Um, then it's got a bunch of pricing information that you can just look up if you need. Um, but there is one thing that's cool. The Blu-ray combo pack will come with an exclusive Nightwing figurine and a numbered limited edition gift set. Uh, you can also own it on Digital HD on January 19th uh, via purchase from digital retailers. So a little early yeah. if you wanted so to you, watch it a little but early. But you know I'm waiting for that Nightwing figure. Oh, dude, yeah. You know it. It's it's like just one of those little like kind of tchotchke yeah. versions. But, but it's tight. But it's cool. It's a cool Nightwing, yeah. Of course. Um, well, this kind of continues on. This is more just uh, the... The synopsis of the film. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. We'll do it, I guess. The mysterious <laughs> disappearance of Batman, coupled with the emergence of powerful and malevolent new villains in Gotham City, force Nightwing, voiced by Sean Marr, and Robin, Stuart Allen, to take crime fighting into their own hands while sim- simultaneously searching for their missing leader. They're not alone for long. New superheroes Batwoman, voiced by Ivan Strahovski, and Batwing, Gaius Charles, each armed with his or her own sensibilities, physical abilities, and crime-fighting tools, arrive in Gotham to assist in the cause. As this new family strives to find its own dynamic, chilling clues lead the group to suspect the Dark Knight may have gone over to the dark side. It's up to the entire Bat team to uncover the truth before Gotham City falls prey to its greatest threat yet. It's funny, it makes you wonder if this, this story kind of came out of, you know, it's like, they still want to have these these animations or these stories that are very much owned by these secondary characters. Yeah. But you still have to have like the Batman draw right. in there. Yeah. And this yeah, is yeah. this is the perfect scenario to have that. It's like Batman's in it. He's just at the very beginning and at the very end. He's just yeah, he's the mission is Batman. Right. So he's there. It counts. Yeah, exactly. So like kudos to those guys. They're, yeah. They're clever. They're clever. So um you'll have to let me know how it is, man. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about it. It, it seems Looks very cool. cool. The, yeah, the cover art on all of these uh has yeah, so they do, they do they do a great job. It's just these fully rendered out, just bitching. Look at Nightwing right there. That's right. He's looking like a boss. Mm-hmm. He's got like the Captain Morgan leg up. He's like, yep, here I am. Uh, <laughs> another news, uh, this one was a sad one this yeah. week. Uh, Batmobile creator George Barris has passed on at the uh, ripe old age of 89. Uh, so at least he had a good run. But yeah. if you don't know who George Barris is, he was responsible for uh, the creation of the iconic Batmobile um, from the 1966 Adam West Batman TV series. And he also uh, created, like, the Munster Mobile and Kit yeah, um, yeah. for Knight Rider. So he's, uh, you know, responsible for a bunch of and, – and Kevin Smith was talking about this on, on Fat Man on Batman. And, like, 
he was like he was kind of like the one that started the mobile thing like visually you know like Batmobile was obviously in the comic books but right. like you know before he kind of did this bitch in like roll up and that's Batman mm-hmm. like obviously it was like you know you had like a a Chevelle or something. I don't know what the old car would have been, uh, but with a bat head on it or nothing at all. Like it was right, just a right. car. Yeah. And like these two costume guys got out of a car or a car with like a big hood ornament. Like he was the one that I think really started taking it into this like. Well, and he at least was the first one to truly do it in live action. Yeah, Cause, definitely. Because prior first to this, action. it was just the serials and that was just a normal car. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, just to create the first. Uh, live action Batmobile, and then to create a car that was so is so well known and beloved in pop culture even to this day, because Dude, yeah. you, you know it's been over fifty years, mm-hmm. and you still show that car to people and they go, "Oh, that's a Batmobile." Like yeah. he he helped define that car for generations, and even though we've gotten so many more since then, a lot of people, you know, they still that still Parking never took that away the love for that car mm-hmm. and that. The prominence of that car has never gone away. It's so different too. Like I always think about like the the bold move to go with the red, yeah, like, yeah. lines all over it. I'm like, that, I never would think to do that. Right. I would never say black and red on a Batmobile. Ever. Yeah. But it's so awesome. There's actually a skin in Arkham Knight where you basically put that skin on the new Batmobile. Uh-huh. It's so rad. That's what I keep it as all the time because I'm like, this just is so cool. Like it has uh-huh. such a great aesthetic. Um, so, uh, you know, his his son actually posted on uh, Facebook, um, you know, uh, kind of announcing it. Uh, he said, sorry to have, post, to have to post that my father, legendary custom car king George Barris, has moved to the bigger garage in the sky. He passed on peacefully in his sleep at 2.45 a.m. He was surrounded by his family in the comfort of his home. He lived his life the way he wanted till the end. He would want everyone to celebrate the passion he had for life and for what he created for all to enjoy. Uh, so rest in peace. George Barris. I'm gonna be sad because did you ever see him in like any of the panels or anything? Or never in person, just online. He they did uh, the first year I went to Comic Con. I think four years ago they had a, an entire like hour long panel all just about the Batmobile, and it was when that wow. Batmobile documentary was about to come oh, out. Oh, okay. And so it was like all the creators of the Batmobile, and he was just the best because he would just start telling stories mm-hmm. and like. They were awesome, and it was so fun. Even the most way, like the the way that he told the stories was what actually made them great. Because most of the time, he'd like he'd get to the point, and then he'd just keep going, and you're like, "There's no end to this story." Right. But like, I could listen to you forever because he just had this great, like, you know, almost like how Stan Lee will tell a yeah. story. He has like he had that kind of cadence, you know, where it's just like I could listen to you all day, man. Uh-huh. So I'd be very bummed to to not be able to hear him again. But you know, what a mark to leave, you know. Yeah, so for sure. rest in peace, man. Uh, moving forward, Michael Keaton has, has uh, been talking a little bit about Batman out there. Yeah, so uh, Jason Daniel Murphy uh, from Jamaica, he asked us, he wrote a little comment. I just kind of put this in there instead of putting in the listener feedback. Oh, okay, uh, Because he asked us to cover this story. So instead oh. of like going, covering it and then being like, hey, you told us to cover it. Um, we did already. Uh, so thanks, thanks, uh, Jason Daniel, so for, uh, for sending this to us and making sure we cover it. We are. Yeah, so Michael Keaton, while promoting the movie Spotlight that he stars in opposite Mark Ruffalo, Keaton was asked by ABC Radio who would win in a fight. 
Batman or the Hulk? In true, in true form, Keaton had the right thing to say. Said everyone needs to stop asking the question of who could beat up who. Batman kicks everybody's ass. And if they won't, I will. Bruce Wayne will. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, he's he like he did it a couple times and he's just rolling with yeah, it. Now. Like yeah. he's like, this is his like I will be back I'll be back. Like, yes. like Arnold, you know, throws that out whenever he can and it's like it always delivers. This is less cheap than that, I guess. But like yeah. so just as awesome. Uh so you and know, then this was the story ba- that Batman will kick everyone's ass, and then we can all agree with that. I agree. Keaton appeared on the Tonight Show, told Jimmy Fallon a story about going to get his phone fixed, and the clerk being engrossed in the movie The Amazing Spider-Man Two, which was playing on one of the TVs behind him. The clerk clearly didn't recognize who Keaton was, or he didn't care. Keaton started paying attention to the movie just as Spider-Man starts crying because of what happens to Gwen Stacy. Keaton said to the clerk. This is Spider-Man. Is he crying? <laughs> the clerk, yeah. Keaton paused for a beat and finally muttered, I guess yeah, I say okay. it, right? It's not a bad word, I guess not. Uh, Keaton paused for a second and muttered, pussy. <laughs> the clerk gave him a look, and Keaton finished with, Batman would never cry. <laughs> I love that. It's like, awesome. He just noticed this guy's all into it. He just kind of like... Just, just totally baits him. Like he's yeah. just like, oh, oh he's crying, huh? That pussy. <laughs> the yeah, guy, the guy, yeah. knowing that the guy was just deep. Like I hope the guy was job, crying too. I mean, it sounds like this guy was way too into this movie. Like he's at his job, yeah. supposed to be fixing Michael Keaton's phone or helping him with it, and he's just like, and he's watching the amazing, an amazing too. Spider-Man too, which you know. He's one of the only ones, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was engrossed in that. Is awesome. Yeah. I love that. So cool. Now we do have some uh one one big chunk of listener feedback here. Yeah. This one just came in yesterday, so right on time from Michael Downey. Uh, do you want to read it? Or mm. sure. So uh, Michael says, hello, Jamie and Andy. I was curious what you think Cyborg's role in BVS may be. He's mentioned in the cast, and there seems to be a number of football-related cast members on IMDb. Do you think they will try to slip in a Cyborg origin to BVS? Also, I would love to hear your opinions on DC keeping their television and cinematic universes separate instead of merging them like Marvel has done. Lastly, Jamie's requested that someone sell him on The Dark Knight Strikes again. Not sure that I can sell it that well, but here goes. The art is not very good in the book, so I can't sell the book based on that. (laughs) But the story is definitely worth a read. Lex Luthor and Brainiac have leverage on Superman and have installed a fictitious president in the White House. Batman continues to build his army and frees several Justice League members from their various prisons. It's discovered that the president may be a digital puppet, and Batman, with the aid of Carrie Kelly, who is now graduated to Catwoman, and other members of his crew seek to take out Luther and Brainiac with Superman as their obstacle. There's more media bashing and political unrest thrown in there for good measure, and it does stay exciting throughout. One part I'm sure Andy won't care for is the treatment of Dick Grayson. I wasn't pleased either. But a good story overall. Thanks for listening. Cool, man. Well, thanks for the sell, Michael. That's, uh, I almost feel like now, though, I don't need to read it. Yeah. I got- <laughs> like, you literally just gave me the awesome cliff notes of it. And yeah. I'm like, sounds cool, but, like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm on the. I'm still on the fence about it's it. It's one but. of those that I I have a hunch I'll get around to someday yeah. just because I'm curious. Yeah, but I'm in no rush to. Well, especially with with the new the Dark Knight um, three, the new yeah. one that's coming out, the Master Race. Yeah, the Master Race. Ooh, very mysterious. Um, it's like eighteen thousand versions of every cover. Yeah, and a good amount of those not. Good. No, actually, I won't say a good amount of those because there's some really cool ones. Like there's some amazing ones. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Like not to knock Frank Miller, but his his piece of art. I was like, seriously? Like yeah, it's really weird. Just keeps writing, man. Like I get that he gets the character, but that was like just obnoxiously yeah. bad. Like I did not understand how people could say it. so. That's my two cents. Uh, disagree with me, if you will. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, this is it definitely has, has piqued my interest a lot more. I didn't really know all that other stuff. Um, as far as the Cyborg origin in BVS, I know that they one of the first things that they shot or were shooting potentially for BVS. Was that football game. Yes. Yeah. So I think that it's likely that there will be a character – you know, that, that basically that they could kind of have him be on the team, essentially, mm-hmm. like it, his origin, how he's this football star, you know, and things go wrong, you know, there's right. an accident kind of thing. So at the very least, I could easily see him just being on the team, you know, and, yeah. then, and then that be that, you know. I, I And I kind of, in a way, hope that's what it is because – while many will miss it and it's not going to be obvious, I think that's fine. I think that for the people that really want to see these kind of cameos and these setups, mm-hmm. they'll be looking for them and so it'll deliver. But to have that be, you know, more than just him like on the team and then, you know, maybe a hint that his father is a scientist and all this stuff, it, you know, any more than that could be just too much of a way down for the greater story right. that they need to tell in this in BBS. I mean, there's just... As we've said, and actually as Charles Roven said, gotta love the guy, um, when <laughs> they kind of posed that question to him about it being too convoluted, complicated, too many characters. And he said the movie is called Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, not Dawn of Justice, Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be about these characters. It's not going to be centered around the Justice League and then have these characters in it. So right. rest assured that it won't be that way. Um, so I think – yeah, like I think it's totally possible that that's that he's going to be in there, but I think I I highly doubt an a uh, cyborg origin other than him being there will be in it. I don't think we'll get the accident. I don't think we'll get him becoming cyborg or even anything. No, I, I no. doubt I mean, anything I, like I, that. I think you will meet Victor Stone. Yeah. At some point in the film. Yeah. You'll you'll meet him. Yeah, exactly. And then you know when stuff goes bad, Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll maybe you'll even see him caught in in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Very, and then yeah. and then it'll just be kind of left there for for Justice League, which then Justice League could kind of be almost like Justice League War, where it's Cyborg's origin yeah. at the same time joining the Justice League. So I think you're going to meet Victor Stone briefly, and yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, and then because there's not enough to gain. Later. There's not like what well, I don't know the story yet, well, obviously. Yeah, but what I mean, would be the gain of it, having his origin right now? Exactly, and at the same time, it would be too much like. Okay, this is Batman v Superman. Why are we spending so much time with this Victor? Yeah, yeah. It would just feel off. Yeah, exactly. It's it's again, I think anytime as we talked about even 
last podcast. Anytime when there feels like you're taking a break from a movie to say, here, look at this. Yeah, to set something else up. That's ruined. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, right. it should, it's difficult to do, but I think these guys understand that and they know they can weave these together without it being, uh, you know, train halt, you know, yeah, exactly. or a track well, switch or anything. And it's like one that. of those where, like, you know, maybe Clark Kent, and this is totally, I'm making this up, yeah. Clark Kent is go, goes to Star Labs. As he's working on a story, yeah. and he meets Vic's father, and Vic is there with his father, and he meets them both, and Vic takes off for the football game, and then Clark gets whatever information he needs from Vic's father. Yep, exactly. And so it's still about Clark Kent, but you just met another character that will be important later. Yes, and that all of the fans that love Cyborg and all the people that are looking for these things can go, oh, do you know who that is? Yeah. Which is what they want. They want it, and it's nice when they make it that way, you know, because... With the power of the internet, everyone who cares will know that that is, you know, Victor Stone. Like, yeah. And they will know that this is a cy- cyborg setup without them having to be like, hey, and call him, you know, what if you became a cyborg? What if a bad accident happened and I had to turn you into a cyborg? Wouldn't that be weird? Anyways, back to you, Clark. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, that, that's not necessary. Like, yeah. some of the beating over the head that you... Uh, was in Gotham, like with some of that obvious stuff with the TV show Gotham. It, that that is what I hope to not see, you right, know, in, right. in this, and I don't think it's necessary. So, um, and then they asked about keeping the television and cinematic oh. universes separate as opposed to what Marvel is doing in combining them. What do you think? I like it. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, I. I am with the people, and I understand the people who love Grant Gustin as the Flash and would love to see that Flash join them on screen. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the problem with trying to merge the two Mm -hmm. is that if you take one of them, you have to take all of them. Yes. So if you really want Grant Gustin in your film as the Flash, which I'm all for, Mm -hmm. that means you have to take their version of Amanda Waller. Mm -hmm. You have to take their version of Captain Boomerang. You have to take their version of Deathstroke. You have to take their version of Deadshot. You've got to take everything. So what you end up with... so many characters in this. Yeah, what you end up with, if you wanted to merge them, is you end up with some... I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't want to crap on the people who's played these in the, on TV because they they've all done a nice job. But you end up with a Suicide Squad film. Your hands are tied. That that instead of starring Will Smith as Deadshot is starring that guy from Arrow. You know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and again, no no dig at him, but no, he's awesome. It's a different thing. It's, it's completely a different, different. So you have to then take everything. So then you end up with either having movies that have to take these people from the TV universe or you end up with really tying the hands of the Flash and Arrow and then now Legends of Tomorrow of you can't use this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. you Like Star Labs. Star Labs is their home base in the Flash series. Mm-hmm. If you combine them, that's got to be the Star Labs that you use in the movies. Mm-hmm. Star Labs is a, a DC staple. You're going to use it. You need it. Yeah. Let you know, like, and so now all of a sudden you've got to try and merge those. I like giving the TV team their freedom to do their stuff, their version, with honestly as many, almost as many characters as they want, because it really appears that the ones that are off limits are Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And with Supergirl, even Superman's not off limits. Right, right. So, uh, 
they they get a lot more creative freedom than where Marvel, because it's all connected, and I get the appeal of that, but like you can't have anyone that matters on Agents of Shield because they are all yes. in the movies. That's exactly right. Yeah, they they it was a really cool idea that I think is really they've struggled with with Agents of Shield because the idea of Hydra and you know Shield being taken down was a great overall story to affect both universes but it has still made them feel strained you know I know I haven't I haven't watched the show in a while but I know just hearing from people that like they have had a real Time. Well, because they because they, their hands are tied. Exactly. They can't they can't do any they can't do anything that really affects the greater universe because that all has to be saved for the movies. And they can't feature any characters that are really important because those also have to be saved for the movies. It's, so when you're really 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 lucky, Lady Sif will show up for an episode. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that that's the time we live in. Yeah. Like maybe if this was forty years ago, you could have both, and you could have this actor. And this actor playing the same character cinematically and in the TV. And, like, people just kind of would accept it because Mm -hmm. that used to happen. Like, people would change castings and things like that. People are much more demanding of that sort of responsibility and, like, them kind of keeping all their ducks in a row. I mean, people really demand it. They're like, well, you know, and even – it's kind of crazy that even with Supergirl that they're like saying, yeah, well, your cousin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, is this tying them in? You know, blah. But the thing that's smart about it is they're, so, they're sort of just gone, well, this is an acknowledgement of this character mm-hmm. and maybe some events that happened, but really not much more into that. So they could still honestly, if they wanted to, and they won't, but they could say, oh, well, no, this is actually this Superman. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't tied themselves to Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, Superman. Right. Really. And But that's about as far as they can go because any more than that and everyone's going to go, wait, 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 wait. So this is that guy or this is that pr- character. Oh, and then these characters, these universes are combined. And then, like you say, then you're just really locked in and tied down. And, and it would be a shame to see people restricted by that sort of thing. As cool as it is to have them combined – it's just too much homework to do for these guys. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just – And again, and, 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 it, and it ends up tying someone's hands. Yeah. Like Flash exists on its own so great. And, and they combine with Arrow and they – you know, like they, yeah. they do these crossovers and they do these fun things. But like it is not necessary at all to me for the, that to tie in cinematically. Like, no. And I, it would just put a lot of strain on the show because honestly thematically and, and the way that the, they tell the stories is so different yeah. than like Man of Steel and that series – what the hell? Like, those are not even close to the same world to me, mm. you know? Like, it's just not the same thing, you know? So it just – it would be to the detriment of both, yeah. I think, for that to happen. Well, and I also think that people – you know, some people be like, well, it will be confusing because you'll have a Flash in Justice League and then you have a different Flash on TV. It will be confusing. And I'm like, well, I think that people are also savvier yeah. that they just understand, oh, it's just – it's just mm-hmm. a different version. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything to get too bent out of shape about. Mm-mm. I think people will go, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's Flash. It's like I see on TV. Yeah, oh, it's a different guy. Okay, like, yeah. I don't, I don't see them freaking out about it. I mean, the the people that know well enough that Flash and Batman are in the same 
you know, comic book universe mm-hmm. probably already understand that there are many versions of these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's a pretty safe bet. The people that don't know that Flash and Batman are in the same, you know, universe, and then they find out, might ask the question, well, wait, wait a second, are these, like, tied together then? Or, like, these? is this supposed to be the same world? And you go, no. It's like in the yeah. comics where there's different well, versions. I think, I think these characters live and die and come back, and there's yeah. different timelines. They're sort of ageless. It's just... It's just how it goes. Yeah. I, I think ten years ago, people might have gotten confused. I think because, but now the reboot is so prevalent, and everybody knows what it is. Yeah, like when the Amazing Spider-Man came out, nobody was confused that it wasn't Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. Everyone, oh, okay, it's a new start. Yep. And then I think that it works, even though it's not a quote-unquote new start. I guess it's technically a new start. Um, people, I think, are savvy enough to go, oh, okay. It's a different version. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I, I don't see much confusion. Yeah. So honestly, long story short, too late, I, yeah. I like that they're keeping them separate. Yeah. Because it allows us to see a heck of a lot more cool stuff on TV than we probably would have otherwise. I agree. But, you know, we have talked about the whole Nightwing conversation, Dick Grayson, yeah. and why they may be holding off in the show. But, you know, like that is in relation to using him in one universe versus the other, not... Because they're leading up his character necessarily, and then they're going to execute him in a television show. They could, right. but it just doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Like, from everything that we've seen in these two split yeah. universes, which they are. So, good Cool. Stuff. So, yeah, thanks for the question, Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah I think we covered it. Yeah, that's, that's it. good. That's it for the week. Awesome. So, uh, thank you for those of you who wrote in. Michael and what was the other guy's name? Oh, crap. Jason Daniel Murphy. Thank Jason you both Daniel. for writing in. For those of you listening, if you want to write in for some topics for us to discuss, feel free to do so. We love reading those. Always gives us something to chat about at the end of the show. Don't forget, of course, to check out uh, my other show, Holy Batcast. And you can find that where all great podcasts are sold. And you can also check Check out the new web series, which is on YouTube. You just type in Holy Batcast and do me a favor, subscribe to that. Working on episode number two right yeah, buddy. now. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Also check out all the other great Batman-centric shows at thebatmanuniverse.net. So you can go there. You can check out all those other great shows. Get your Batman fix no matter what your favorite flavor is. We got you covered at Yay. the Batman Universe. <laughs> But that will do it for this episode. So on behalf of Jamie and myself, Andy DiGenova, this has been the Batman Universe. We'll talk to you next week. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. The Batman Universe is not affiliated. <laughs> Can you tell I listen to our podcast? That's sometimes? good. That's good. That's quality control. Got to know what we did and what we screwed up and, and all that stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's so funny because some weeks I'm just like, I'm like, I think it was good. And then I hear myself and I'm like, God, I'm annoying. Like, and then uh, I, I, <laughs> it was, it was, I was half asleep. Yeah, well, sometimes. What I did just, I say? I'm like, I, I'm laughing too much.